the biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast with your host, Rachel Gilbert. Hello and welcome to the London Free Press Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Gilbert. Family and friends are mourning the death of London Knights forward Abakar Kazbakov. The 18-year-old died on Saturday. Sources told the London Free Press that his death occurred downtown, where London police closed an intersection Saturday morning after a body was found outside a luxury condo building near Talbot and Dufferin. So today I'm talking with London Free Press sports reporter Ryan Pyatt about what Kazbakov meant to the London Knights, his friends, and his family. Hi, Ryan. How are you? Hi, Rachel. Uh, yeah, it's been a it's been a tough week. It's been a tough week. Yeah, for you and and the Knights and everyone who loved uh, Kazbikov. Um, Let's just talk about his journey for those who maybe don't know that much about him, his journey to Canada and uh, and what brought him here. He's from Russia. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Um, His family was living. He has a real big family uh, with a lot of brothers and sisters, and uh, they lived in Moscow. And about five years ago, they had a talented hockey player in their family named Gadzi, uh, which is Abakar's older brother. And they, like a lot of kids in Russia, they see, you know, they see Canada win the world junior gold. They see a lot of Canada, like how many great players the country produces. And they say, Hey, that would be a good place to play. And that's where this kind of started. And um, now there's the last 10 or 12 years, I'd say there's been a lot of Russian players who are leaving the Russian minor hockey system. And they're coming over here to join the Canadian uh, minor hockey system. A lot of them in the greater the, the first point of entry is kind of the Greater Toronto Hockey League, which is known around the world as one of the great minor hockey leagues in you know going. So um, mm-hmm. his brother came and played for the Toronto Red Wings, and then um, Abakar showed great promise as well. And um, after going through that, I think the family knew a little bit. They felt comfortable, right? They felt a little bit like Gadzi went through it. So um, they, they brought three years ago, they brought over Abacar. They said they got, they have an agent and they said, we, we think, you know, he, he has the talent to, to play and that the dream was to play in the OHL. And then of course, on to professional hockey, right? The NHL, all the kids, every kid that kind of laced up skates wants to play in the NHL. Right. So yeah. um, they brought him over to Vaughn to, to, to he's, they settled in the Toronto area, Richmond Hill. Uh, you, you know, with with people that a pipeline of people that had this experience before, uh, you know, bringing in Russian players, and then from there, they he ended up with the Vaughn Kings. Kind of, uh, you know, didn't really get going till about November, but was obviously an instant hit. As as his coach uh, Mark Filipponi said earlier in the week, um, uh, that that he was, uh, you know, he didn't know any English at all, and. Um, he, he became a, a great teammate and that the kids on the team loved him. And, you know, as, as obviously they had a COVID year. Uh, so his year got cut short, right? And then it was the COVID year in his 16-year-old year. He didn't get drafted into the regular OHL. He wasn't eligible for that because he showed up not on time. Uh, there's complications with that. But um, he was eligible for the secondary uh, OHL draft, which is the under-18 draft. That's for a kid. It's It's – for kids that were missed, right? That still have the talent to play in the league. And he ended up, uh, I don't know if people remember, but um, they had a lottery during COVID. They had a lottery and the Knights like lost the lottery and they were way down. But by losing the lottery, they got the first pick in the secondary under 18 draft and they used it to pick him. Uh, and, and uh, because they saw great promise and, and, you know, 
who better to to than the hunters to um, look, look at a kid and, and see what he might become kind of thing. Yeah, and um, so, you know, that's how he ended up. Uh, he came, cracked the team out of uh, a camp in, in on his first try in London and uh, and has been here ever since. And I, I told the story. I mean, I I, I saw him. Yeah, I, I, he was a gentleman. Uh, he was a, a, a pleasant young man, as you'd say, what was pursuing uh, the passion of playing hockey. And, and trying to make it to the next level. And I, I talked about how when Ruslan Gazov, when uh, Kirill Steklov was here last year, and Ruslan Gazov uh, was here this, the last couple of years, um, that, that Abakar's strength in gaining the English language, obviously um, he, he, he spoke to the point where uh, this year, where not even an accent really, you couldn't, he, he sounded just like he had a Canadian accent kind of thing. So he really yeah. took to, uh, and and as a family said, he really took to um, to to being a, a, in a, in Canada, and um, and so he was translating for me when I wanted to talk to Ruslan Gasasov, uh, you know, after he scored a goal or something. Uh, we we Abukar would be the intermediate intermediary, so I, I got to see him quite a bit, and you know, uh, just, just a great kid. What, what can you say, right? Yeah, of course. Um... <laughs> It's so hard because you never know um, what's going on in someone's life. But but you saw him and you met him and you and, you know, he was lovely to you. Right. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. And, and most of the kids are because they, they know you're the media, you know, you, you know, sure. kind of that's the public face of things. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, you meet intense kids, you meet you, you meet kids that are happy go lucky and just a nice. And then you meet nice kids and, and you meet troublemakers right along the way and you know this was just a this is a nice kid that wanted to you know please everybody and and you know be a great hockey player and sure you know just a, a wonderful person and I, I think that's been backed up by uh, I talked to Mark Hunter this week and you know they they say that I, I don't feel like I was far off like you know right. they they obviously are in the room and no more than I, than I do, but, and, and the family as well, they, they all say the same thing, just an outstanding young man. And this is not something that uh, anybody would expect. No, what a shock to the whole organization, of course, his family and friends. Have any of the players um, spoke out like either to you, maybe on social media? Well, the, publicly the Knights, um, you know, Mark is the only one to say they've, they've had statements. You see, there's been some tweets, uh, you know, you know, a lot of the players are starting to tweet how much they love them and stuff like that. And I think that will, the players comments, uh, I, I think they, they need some time here. Like this is, uh, I, I say I've been in, in hockey. These are never new, but you, you, from time to time, you have to deal with, with death in junior hockey. Uh, people will remember the Terry Trafford in, uh, in Saginaw, which kind of spurred the, you know, the, the OHL's, you know, commitment to, to mental health. And, you know, I, I know in my playing days, um, there's been a few deaths and it's, it's, you know, I got to tell you, Rachel, like when you're 16, 17, 18, 19 years old, you feel like, and you're an athlete, you feel like you're like any uh, teenager, they feel like they're nothing will ever happen to them. And they feel a cloak of safety, um, invulnerable. Right. Yeah. And, invincible. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Invincible. Sorry. And this, uh, this shows the vulnerability and, uh, you, you know, mm -hmm. I can't imagine what the young men are going through uh, right now. Uh, I know how tough it was uh, for me when I've had to deal with that in, 
in my life and career uh, and as in hockey it's uh you know it's something you never get used to and it's something yeah. there's not enough words for that's that's right can you talk about maybe some of the pressure that um being a player at such a high level i mean that that's a lot of pressure for these young men yeah i mean we, in canada we focus on it but it's not unlike you know trying to become a ballerina or trying to become a famous singer artists hey a ceo right it's the same sure. it's the same thing maybe maybe all those people don't have 9000 people watching them every night but um there there's a lot of every performance is so you know like you uh, you you get once you play a game there they, you have apps that you can watch every shift so no one's really harder on themselves than the kids right but like the, the kids are the hardest critics of themselves that like nothing mm -hmm. i would ever say in the paper or nothing their agents or parents would tell them they see they see and they see how they have to get better and i think people don't understand that like that's what practice is for and that's you they're all trying to striving to get better and uh you, you know it, it it is a lot of pressure and you know there's everybody comes in different um you know ability levels you got your patrick canes and then you got your fourth and third line guys that need to fill roles and stuff like that. And they're all in different, um, you, you know, they're all in different mindsets. They all have different roles on the team, but I can tell you that, you know, being part of a team is one of the great experiences in, you know, in, in life. Uh, and you, you know, you, you form a together bond. And uh, a lot of times, I mean, we, we hear stories of teams that are dysfunctional and that sort of thing, but um, you know, you, you're with these guys every day and anybody that's played sports will tell you that it's uh, a special part of their lives and, uh, and, and no one's uh, prepared for these moments. Absolutely. Can you talk about him as a player? Um, what was he like on the ice? He had a, a shoulder injury that kind of limited his play playing time recently as well, right? Yeah, no, he, he dealt with, he, he came in and pretty much, right away dealt with injuries um you know he was 17 years old and had not played at this level before obviously missed the 16 he would have played as a junior in six at age 16 uh if in normal circumstances but you have covid and you know the kids were all kind of sitting you remember we talked about it they're all sitting around and they're trying to find different places to play and all that and so that eight kids the kids that are 18 now are really been affected by in their in their junior uh, uh, trans the transition to junior that was really affected um, for a lot of those kids. So when you watch an 18 year old player right now, they they did not have their 16 year old year, right? That, and that's a key development mm. year. Uh, you know, a lot of learning. Like uh, Sam Dickinson and Luca Testa on the Knights are going through that right now. You're you're learning how to play the game at a very fast and and a, a, you know physical level. So. Um, yeah, he he didn't have that, but he came in and uh, right right away you could you could see he had great hands. And I go to practice as well, right? Um, a, a lot of times I watch training camp. Um, he stood out, and uh, you could you see the hunters. They don't take guys on the team just for nothing, right? You you earn your way onto the team, and uh, he he scored in the second. I remember in Owen Sound, um, I didn't I didn't make that trip that time, but he scored his first goal. And you can see the joy on his face. They show the highlights. You can see the joy on his face, and um, and as to how much his teammates enjoyed him scoring. And uh, yeah, right in front of the net, and just uh, swatted her home. And uh, and we thought, yeah, there there's going to be a lot more of that. And he showed a lot of offensive skill. But the last, the, the you know, the injury, you got to recover from injury. A shoulder kept popping out on him. 
uh, that's very difficult to deal with. Uh, you, you know, we've seen that in many, many, many years. Um, guys have to deal with that. Sometimes it, it, you deal with it your entire career, and it, it's not easy. But um, he, he had found himself in the bottom six forward uh, role where, you know, you're kind of a checker, and you get um, kind of select ice time, right? You might get 10, 12 minutes a game, uh, depending on the way the game – if there's power plays and penalty kills, you might get less, right? So um, – you know, but I, I, the game he played, the last game uh, against One Sound last Friday, he had a great scoring chance, and he was, he was working his line mates. And uh, I thought, you know, here's a guy that could, in 19, maybe 20 years old, be a real, uh, you know, frontline center for the, for the team, right? And we, yeah. how many times have we seen guys that kind of, you know, Luke Evangelista, Chris Tierney, guys kind of start out, you know, and, uh, with a lesser role, and then they become like uh, a star player. And, you know, I'm not going to say that he was going to turn into that, but you could kind of see, you know, why he, he was here still, right? right, at 18, despite some injuries and uh, that sort of thing. Absolutely. Um, can you talk about maybe uh, what the Knights have said about um, support for the players now? Are, are they bringing in supports for them? Because, you know, they're all grieving together, right? Well, now at the, at the moment we're speaking – the kids have gone home uh, for the most part, uh, you know, and, and some of them, you know, f far away, not, not close to London. Uh, it's time of the year, right? It's the, the holiday season. And that was the plan. And um, so they, they had it the weekend they spent together, obviously um, when it, when it happened and they gathered together, I, I know that. And there, there are supports brought in uh, for anybody that needs to talk to anybody, which is very important. You need in this situation, all I, I'm not a, a professional on on counselor or anything like that but you need you need to be able to express your feelings i, I i'm 100 percent and and they were given that opportunity and i really hope that they all they all took that opportunity because it's important and um you know i, I they've all gone to christmas i don't know what that christmas is going to be like but they, they 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 do intend to play um on, on the 28th uh against against Siri. Uh, they, they had the game against Flint canceled, obviously, which is the right call. Right. Uh, the, a lot of OHL games were canceled. I like to see them all canceled, but, uh, you know, I, I understand the circumstances and, uh, you, you know, so the, the 28th they're going to play and, uh, you know, they'll get back, back to skating probably on the, on the 27th. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be tough for a couple of weeks. Uh, yeah. for sure. Until you fall into that routine. I mean, a lot of sports is routine, right? So they, they got to, find their way back into that routine, but it's, it's not going to be. Sure. There are some experts um, who are speaking out on the importance of ongoing psychological safety. They call it for young athletes. This is, you know, a high pressure life for a lot of them. They're out of their homes. They're away from their families. Um, can you just speak to, to maybe what some of the experts have said and, and what supports they do get um, that, that are ongoing, not just in this situation, but you know, just to support them in general, because I think it's very, um, it's hard. We talk a lot about mental health, but especially for young men, it's, it's hard to reach young men sometimes and give them all the supports they need and, and have them take action to take up, take them up if they need them. Right. Isn't that a big thing in the world right now? Hey, eh? is, mm -hmm. is having men speak out, and, you know, it's even, even with their health, right. We look at the prostate stuff and, Mm -hmm. You know, like a lot of people don't want to go, a lot of guys don't want to go to the doctors. And I, I think that's starting to change, thankfully. And um, it's the same, obviously, it's the same thing with, with mental health. And, um, you, you know, I, I, there there are obviously 
the Ontario Hockey League. You go back to that. They have a they have a a, um, a, a partnership with the Canadian Mental Health and every Canadian Mental Health branch. There's obviously the Thames uh, Valley branch here. They, they're the ones that are close to the Knights. They're the ones that deal with the Knights. And you know the the Knights have a sports psychologist and they have um, you know they have doctors around and they have a, a you know, obviously they have all kinds of people around, but, uh, you know, at the end of the day, uh, they get training on, on this stuff as well. At the end of the day, you never really know what's in a person's mind. Right. And even, sure. eh, even family or best friends or whatever, sometimes, uh, sometimes you just don't know. You never know. That's true. And, and you don't know if they're, if they're in the mindset to reach out for help also. Right. I mean, you could give them the supports and have it there for them, but, They've got to, they have to reach out themselves, which is uh, unfortunately doesn't always happen. So, well, he's right. certainly going to leave um, a giant hole on the Knights uh, roster for sure. And we'll be looking forward to the Knights coming back in the, in uh, just before the new year. And we'll be following your stories on, uh, on his life. Thank you so much, Ryan. Anytime, Rachel.